What up, Final Fantasy fuckers? It's Andy of the One Up Pod, and I knew you'd like that. And thank you for joining us on a new mini episode. Uh, I am joined today by Bash. Hey. And uh, this is your first mini sword, isn't it? It is. It is. It's, it's a pretty special occasion as well, isn't it? Um, why are we here? Just tell for the benefit of anybody that didn't bother reading the the title before they hit play and uh, tell us why we're here. Well. I am celebrating today, literally today, the day we are recording, the 1st of September, one year in Eorzea, which is to say I have been playing Final Fantasy XIV online uh, for one whole year as of today, which is only about a week or two that the game itself is celebrating nine years of being a thing at all. So pretty huge, pretty huge. It's a pretty impressive milestone as well for any gamer so to have that Ooh. level of commitment to a game. Like even games I love dearly, like I will dip out at some point. <laughs> but <laughs> a whole year of just constant playing—that's like that says a lot about the the, uh, the hold this game's got on you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I did have one break. I've had one like I didn't play it for maybe two, three months um, at the start of this year, so. I finished the game entirely in January, as in up to the current expansion, and then I didn't pick it back up really until I got my PC, Yeah. so I'd always played it on PlayStation beforehand, but then once I'd sort of finished all of the story, I mean I took a break anyway because whether your previous listeners, certainly Andy will remember, like I mainlined this game for four months of just the story i got completely swept up in it and to be honest i was really exhausted when i'd finished it um so i didn't do like any of the side content i was like nope taking a break i'm done but then when i got my pc which i think was i want to say like march it hooked me so quickly again and since then yeah you're right i have really been really consistently playing it almost daily i would say uh since then Wow. Yeah, because when I've um, when I lo- log on to Discord or something, I will see that your status says playing Final Fantasy fourteen. Like no matter what time I'm up at <laughs> for work, I will see you're playing Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> it's a nice bit of consistency in my life, to be honest. So, <laughs> and <laughs> like, I would be a surprise say, if you weren't. Yeah, it's they put in a change. I think it was around April time. I want to say that it stopped kicking you out after thirty minutes. Ah, right. Now that explains it. Which they only implement that whenever there's high traffic. So they brought it in when the latest expansion was brought in. It started kicking you out after 30 minutes to reduce traffic on the servers. But obviously, a few months down the line after that, as traffic slows down and becomes a bit more consistent again, um, they stopped doing that. So essentially, much of the time you might see... Because I work from home and on my desk I have like my work computer and then my personal computer... And, you know, if if you're my boss listening, which I don't know why they would be, but if you are, this isn't what I do. But (laughs) (laughs) um, it's generally I will log in on a morning and then I might be AFK for much of the time. For those who are in the MMO community and haven't seen Big Bang Theory, that's away from keyboard, isn't it? So I'm like, I will dip in and out, but it's more just that I don't have to log in like once i'm logged in it's kind of just sits there sometimes i'll be doing stuff sometimes i won't but it's 
I'm a person that spends a lot of my days on meetings and things and so sometimes it's really nice on my 10-15 minute breaks to just be like I'm just gonna go do a little thing on the game and it's already logged in for me. Yeah so you're not wasting like 10 minutes of your break trying to get into a server. Yeah exactly it's just the little things it's I'm very you know lucky to be able to do that but yeah that's <laughs> that's why it can say i've been on that's not to suggest though if you see me on on a weekend and i've spent 15 hours on it that is actually what i've done so i'm not <laughs> trying to make out like i don't spend vast amounts of time like unhealthy amounts of time playing this game i absolutely do sometimes but <laughs> yeah what's your current tally again for hours spent um it's just over 1500 hours um but, yeah. it does count afk time so yeah. it won't be entirely accurate but you know again like we're talking 100 200 hours shaved off that not you know a thousand hours yeah, shaved not, off that not, yeah <laughs> it's not gonna be a large amount of time afk <laughs> not not compared to the amount of time played no yeah that's fair so we, we never really had a chance to properly get into this game when we covered final fantasy 14 on the podcast that was mostly about like the meta story of the making of the game and it was a really fascinating story so anyone who hasn't heard that should definitely give that a listen but um what i want to know is what drew you to final fantasy 14 because i think we can all agree it's not the sort of game anyone would have expected you to gravitate towards necessarily <laughs> no it's really not so i did i genuinely did play it for the podcast and also um, at the suggestion of my partner. So my partner is a huge Final Fantasy fan, like the series. And, you know, he plays it a lot too. Um, I don't think as much as me at this point. Um, but, you know, he he was the one who'd sort of even just done the suggestion that maybe we as a podcast could cover Final Fantasy. Not just because it was a fascinating story of a game and how it came to be made, but one of the remarkable things, I mean, as I said, that it's coming to its nine year anniversary now and the game is still growing, which in MMO terms or any game terms is just not, not typical, is it? Um, not even World of Warcraft really, that it had a peaked for like a couple of years and then it started dipping it wasn't it wasn't constant growth with that game yeah and that's the thing is that you know final fantasy continues to be growing 14 specifically um and you know to the point where it it's like it keeps square enix afloat really yeah. <laughs> it's it's the only thing that's consistently making them money versus a lot of the other stuff um they've been putting out recently but yeah i think it was like part research and part a really nice way to spend time with my partner because we don't live together through our you know personal choices and being a single parent i am limited in my flexibility you know of being able to go out outside of you know times that my i don't have my son and so it became a really nice way for me and my partner to carve time out for each other. That was also really fun. So I think that was the early what drew me in. I must admit, I was actually really intimidated, I guess, by the massively multiplayer <laughs> part of it. Yeah. Like running content, any sort of group content was quite scary for me, I think, even right up until, you know, certainly on the PlayStation days and stuff before I joined what they call a free company in the game, which is just like a really big group of people. So yeah, before I really found a community to be a part of, I found like just entering dungeons and stuff where you just get party matched really nerve wracking. Yeah. And now I don't really bat an eyelid. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah, these these like big gaming obsessions they can like sneak up on us do you do you happen to know when exactly you were bit by this bug was it like a particular moment or did you just kind of 
pause and realize like shit i've sank 30 hours into this thing (laughs) so i think so it's split into a realm reborn is what the first like that was the first version two that's version two which again rather than trying to explain that here you know go listen to our past podcasts maybe (laughs) i talk a lot about version one and version two but everything I sort of had heard and that my partner and friends who I knew who had played it were like, yeah, A Realm Reborn is pretty boring, but just get through it. You get through it pretty quick and I promise you it gets good. I think the point I knew that I was in it long haul was around when Heavensward, which is the first expansion, starts. So I'm talking about the quests leading up to like the first couple of quests before you then, you know, get your first set of credits and then you're in Heavensward. That is when I was like, oh, this is fucking great. Um, And that's kind of, it's between A Realm Reborn and Heavensward when the writing really picks up. And um, a lot of that will be the influence of director and producer Yoshi P, of course, who I stan heavily. (laughs) (laughs) But in all seriousness, him and his team, they sort of, you know, they had like, a foundation that had kind of been previously built and that they just fixed yeah. um, and then heavens with the first expansion hits and it's like oh shit this gets good <laughs> like the story really picks up so before that i'd kind of just been playing and sometimes not so much scene skipping i don't scene skip on what they call the main scenario which is obviously the overall story the main story but there were bits where you just kind of felt like you were a bit on auto mode a little bit you know fetch questy type stuff yeah, and that sort yeah. of stuff where it's just like oh i'm just this is just time filling. With each expansion, they often cut more and more out of a Realm Reborn, interestingly. So I think uh-huh. they know. Like, you know, they'll cut quests and things like that. So, so yeah, it just became a thing from Heavensward for sure. Heavensward is... I have like a tier system for my... <laughs> for the expansions and Heavensward is... I think I have a lot of more love for it than, say, some others. Also, Heavensward introduced two out of my main classes main jobs that i adored so it definitely has a whole vibe that i really love and then yeah it just kind of has gone from there i I like that um you said they cut stuff from realm reborn every time they bring out a new expansion because that just seems like more eager for people to get to the good stuff rather than it feels like realm reborn was then fixing someone else's mess but they had to do that before they could get to do what what they wanted to do with the series and now they're kind of eager to get people to all that stuff now 100 percent, yeah and and to be honest like i think obviously i've never played an mmo before this one i'm unlikely to pick another one up at this point i already spend too much time on this um <laughs> i think a thing that's super clear from yoshi p and the team who work on final fantasy like they have so much love for this game and that is really clear and they're always going back and modifying stuff whether it's taking out quests that they deem not necessary or it's um they've been doing loads of work recently and to be fair it's been quite controversial within the community but they've been doing a lot of making dungeons um soloable by which I mean with trusts. So they have a trust system and it's introduced really late on in game. So from Shadowbringers, which is the third expansion, December was Endwalker, which was the fourth expansion. So in Shadowbringers and Endwalker, you could run dungeons, nothing else, none of the other group content, so trials, extremes, all of that still is people with other people. Yeah. But dungeons, the four-man content, 
you could run with the trust system, which would be three NPCs would oh. go along with you. And like they would adjust their role depending on what role you were going in as. And I really loved that, I must admit. Again, like I said, I was this was still at a time where I was quite nervous of running content. I personally really liked the story aspect of it because they'd make little little comments as you were walking through the dungeon and stuff. And these were like the characters that you're playing with day in, day out. You know, the NPCs that you're doing the rest of the story with. All oh, right, that's cool. I really liked the trust system. And I really liked running everything first time with trust before going back and doing it with other people because the NPCs are obviously coded to know the mechanics. Yeah. So <laughs> um, from a purely like nervous player perspective, it was really nice to just be able to watch them and learn the mechanics through what the NPCs did. But they've done this now and gone and done, I think everything of Realm Reborn now can be run with a trust system and some of Heavensward now, I think. And basically there's been like really mixed feelings on it i think in the community because some people are like it's an mmo and you should be playing with other people and if you can run the entire game on trusts and never play with other people but it's not never play with other people because it's only dungeons it's not yeah. anything else i think i'm a bit more forgiving of it in the sense that because i know i would have really appreciated that and i don't think it would have ever stopped me getting to the main content i guess my point is like from my perspective, I just think it's not stopping people who want to play with other people playing with other people. Yeah. This game has enough players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you've got options. You're not, like, there are always people on Party Finder. Any of the duty roulettes always pop. You know, like, there's always, there is always people doing stuff with other people. But it can yeah. introduce people to the game that perhaps would be really frightened of the massively multiplayer part of it and yeah. give them the confidence to then try the other stuff so i don't know i i think it's a good thing i think it's a net good thing the only thing i don't like is they have changed the mechanics on some dungeons because some of the dungeons had really heavy mechanics that it's really hard to code an npc to deal with so they kind of almost dumbed them down a little bit which i don't love but overall i still think it's a net gain because the reality is these level 50 below dungeons people aren't really running them outside of story you know <laughs> Yeah. So, it's probably fine. Uh, speaking of like dungeons and stuff like that, just in the game in general as well, um, what are some of your highlights from playing the game this last year? It could include dungeons or particular encounters, anything like that. So, <laughs> there is... It's somehow simultaneously a highlight and a low light because it outlives its welcome really fast, but there is a series of quests called the Hildebrand. Hildebrand is a character. They are just the weirdest, most anime sense of humor that is so weird and funny at the start, but then it really grates after a while. And now <laughs> you need them because they form part of the next, what they call the relic weapons. So there's always shit you can grind for in these kind of games, right? So um, with every expansion, well, if, well, I say expansion, a Realm Reborn had them as well. There are relic weapons and the Endwalker ones are gonna relate to the Hildebrand stuff. Um, which we've not seen what they're going to look like yet, so everyone's kind of assuming they're either going to be like genuinely ridiculous weapons, like cartoon weapons, or they're going to be really good. And we genuinely don't know which way it's going to swing. Um, <laughs> but like that entire series, every expansion, it's usually refers a lot back to an older Final Fantasy game. So Gilgamesh is one of the one of the bosses. There's a whole part of it where you're accompanied by Gigi, which is Vivi. Oh, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah so the, there's like 
there is a lot of self-referential material in there and the longer it goes on the more of it there is i think my absolute highlight honestly was the end of endwalker so endwalker which was about to come out when we last recorded like fully yeah. on this essentially brings to an end the story that was started nine years ago so they've already said the next expansion is going to be completely new it's going to be something different entirely it won't relate to what's been the zodiac Hydalin story it's completely starting afresh as such it'll be a whole new adventure and they really fucking stuck the landing <laughs> it's also the only time where there so trials are eight man content and the very last trial or maybe second to last now that i think about it but basically i'm sure it's the last trial that is an eight man it's the only trial that you can do with trusts and there's something so fucking magical about it the scions of the seventh dawn as they're known the, the cast of characters that you're a part of and they all get to do their little commentaries and like their little like nods to things that might have happened or this whole build-up, those final quests are just... Like, I cried, I bawled my eyes out all the way through them. They were just incredible. Um, which I know seems weird to say because I cried my way through them. But it's like, it's become a thing in the community. Like, because now that I'm part of a free company and I can see the people who are getting to that point. Because that's the really great thing to me is we have people joining the FC all the time who are quite new players. And they'll talk about, oh, I'm getting to Endwalker now. And everyone's always really excited for them. Yeah. And like, have you got the tissues ready? That's just like, the, the <laughs> like, have you got your tissues ready? And you kind of go, no, it's like everybody gets emotional. Anyone who's invested that much time to get to that point, it's got such an emotional payoff. Oh, definitely. Like, I think that's just been, I have loads of random little stuff. Like people have really funny names in the game. Like loads, there's loads of really normal ones. But then you'll have like someone who is called Daily Depression who waves at people. It's Daily Depression waves <laughs> at you. And it'll just come up in your little chat. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> but like, people just have this really great sense of humor. Everything that I've heard from, there's a lot of, they call them the WOW refugees. Um, yeah. That's happened especially in the last year or two, I think. But a lot of the WOW refugees will talk about how the community just, you get your odd ones, but it's just not toxic at all. Like, yeah. there's just a much more chill vibe all around, which is good. I think that's probably what I would have needed because I think if I'd have gone into an MMO and it'd have just been full of really toxic and horrible people, I probably would have quit. <laughs> it's interesting that like that there are um, WoW refugees and stuff. Cause I do remember the early days when I was playing WoW. The, the community the, they did have that good sense of humor and there was like a nice kind of community sense but i'm guessing the more popular that game got the more things kind of went downhill because I, I do remember dipping out when things started getting i think it was like i can't remember what they called it but it was like a battlefield multiplayer like a big pvp thing and things started getting really toxic when that got introduced and i remember getting a lot of horrible messages sent to me from people just like things just the tone just seemed to change at least for me and I, that's when I kind of lost interest mm. in a while. But it's nice to see that even after all this time and the, the more successful Final Fantasy XIV is getting, it's still holding on to that kind of positive community sense. It, it really does. I've made actual friends in there at this point. Like in my FC, I'm quite an active person in there. So I take a lot of pleasure usually, you know, especially if you've got the, 
They're called the sprouts because they have the little sprout above their heads. <laughs> I, I love, like, if a sprout will be like, you know, oh, can someone just help me run a dungeon? Especially because DPS tends to be what most people go for in terms of job role to start with because yeah. they're um, low pressure, <laughs> but their queues are horrendous for content. Like you can wait 20, oh, right. 30 minutes for a dungeon just because there's so many. There's so many DPS versus healers and tanks. And so, you know, it's like can be quite common to be like, oh, can someone just tank a thing so you can skip the queue, essentially? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm absolutely happy to come do that um, as a tank main myself. Like anytime anyone's like, oh, I need a tank. I'm like, well, you can have my axe or my, <laughs> or my sword and shield, depending on which kind of tank I'm being that day. Yeah. Yeah. It's the community thing is like being one of the biggest net positives, I think for me aside from just an incredible story i think it's the community which is why i keep going back and taking part in stuff with my friends or all the extra side content that i get to take part in but like i'm not doing it solo there's always people on the chat and stuff like that that even if you're talking absolute nonsense <laughs> which we all know i'm very good at so <laughs> oh yes definitely it's just there is a really really solid community mind for the most part I'm not going to pretend it's all roses, but for the most part, yeah, it's real. It's a real good vibes only place. In terms of like actual gameplay and stuff, do you have a particular play style or class that stands out as your favourite? I'm, I'm assuming you've tried most of them or all of them possibly. <laughs> so out of 19 possible combat jobs, I am max level on 13 of them. <laughs> Fucking hell, I wasn't expecting that high a number. <laughs> uh, yeah, um... And the six that I have left are the lowest is level 46 out of 90. So, so yeah, no, I, <laughs> I have very much played them all. And then on crafters and gatherers, my lowest level on any of those is 67 out of 90. And then four of those are max level and there's 10 in total. So, so I'm, I'm getting about, <laughs> <laughs> I think I sort of mentioned already i'm a tank main which is weird because that was the one that i absolutely went nowhere near for months and months and months so i used to be a dragoon that was my very first class i have a lot of love for that job and um, it's a very classic final fantasy job is dragoon and like it's a final fantasy only job so it doesn't really appear there's versions of it but dragoon itself is very much it's a final fantasy thing so that was my starting job which is a DPS. But then I became a healer main, and I have talked about this previously in our you little have, sessions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As time has gone on, and the higher in the content you go, this would definitely be one of my criticisms, is that they've kind of nerfed healing to the point of it being A, boring, and B, not entirely necessary, because your tanks often have, I mean, your tanks have shed loads of self-healing now or cooldowns and thing, you know, shields and shit that they can do. But by the time you get to your level 90 content, they often have like party shielding, party healing. Now in savage and extreme content, absolutely you need healers. <laughs> um, but it has become something of a joke in the community about green DPS. Um, which is to say the healers do DPS more than anything else because they do. All healers will have what I like to call the get well soon card, which is like, <laughs> it's like a buff that they can put on, which does slow healing on a player, like over a certain amount of time. But rather than it just being like a here, have some healing. It's like get well soon. Um, <laughs> but honestly, that's usually enough, which is kind of sad. It was quite recently 
in some content I was playing as a paladin, which is what in a lot of the trailers and stuff you will see the warrior of light which is what the main character is you are the warrior of light right. but the warrior of light in the trailers he is usually a paladin it's like the first class in theory right shield and sword i was playing that and the healer died on the final boss oh fuck and i managed to keep the rest of the party up and we did it anyway without the healer which is great in some respects because it means yes we managed to finish yeah the final boss but it's also really sad like a role should not be that ignorable like yeah. you shouldn't be able to finish a boss like without the healer entirely and it wasn't even that much slower because their dps is shit so i think healing needs a lot of work I got drawn into tanking more and more this year because, to be honest, I just really like the control of it. You control the pace of the dungeon because you're the tank, so you go first. Yeah. There's also less mechanics for a tank. <laughs> I'm a lazy girl, right? <laughs> and in the higher content, because the tank, the point is you grab the boss, you point them north, and then you stand there. Like, <laughs> but yeah, you control the boss. And I'm, I'm really dumbing that down. It's obviously not entirely like that, but definitely you have fewer mechanics to worry about usually as the tank. Your healers and your DPS will be the ones that will get things like tether mechanics or like stacking mechanics and things like that. Whereas a tank, it's just keep the boss from cleaving the party. Like you get hit big, and you keep the big hits from everybody else. And uh, it's just so much easier going into content and be like, oh, I don't have to worry about these other dumb mechanics. <laughs> they're doing away with that. Like the new content more and more, they're putting new and interesting stuff in, which is actually really great. And I, I do appreciate it, but I also appreciate the irony of me being like, I like being a tank because it's lazy. Oh no, they have <laughs> tank mechanics now. There's like tank stack mechanics now which is like a really new yeah. thing so a lot of content will have two tanks a main tank and an off tank but yeah they have tank stack mechanics now <laughs> like so you're off tank that won't be stood with you but then has to come and stand with you in time otherwise you can die that has happened to me all oh, right because your girl likes to main tank um because yeah. again if you're off tank then you have to worry about mechanics because <laughs> you're just a dps you're a blue dps um so yeah no i uh, i'm very much drawn to that i think the weapons are often the coolest, like the big swords and the axe. Yeah. And I just like being like this cute little cat girl that I quite often go for casual glam. So I have one that's like a Hawaiian shirt and a skirt. <laughs> so I'll turn up with my Hawaiian shirt and my skirt, a flower in my hair, and then just pull out this big axe <laughs> and be like, right, it's time to get down. <laughs> Fuck shit up. That sounds very you, to be fair. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they have all of, like, all the tank armor is, like, you know, full armor, like, really meaty looking, like, chunky armor. And I'm like, no, yeah. it's fine. I'm going to go in in some leather trousers and a crop top. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a vibe. But, yeah, I, I do really enjoy that aspect of it. And it combines everything I like as well. Like it's a lot of melee. We talked obviously on the um, like the Foibles podcast, I think it was, wasn't it? And like, I think you and I were both yeah. kind of the same in that I much prefer to be up close and pers like I prefer to melee type combat yeah. Yes. Yeah. versus, you know, ranged 
or magic. magic. Yeah. It's just my brain finds it easier to comprehend that versus like oh, definitely. Yeah. the right order of spells to do and stuff like that. So managing MP, no. Fucking, <laughs> that's a nightmare. I can't do it either. It's uh, you did mention the nerfing of uh, the healers. Are there any other kind of criticisms you've got about Final Fantasy fourteen? Well, it's funny you mentioned PvP. PvP is a necessary evil in this game when you're leveling. So this game has every facet of everything you could possibly want to do. Do you like fishing? They have fishing. Do you want to just, you know, do mining or other gathering? They have that. Do you want to do crafting? Is crafting more your thing? Which like, um, it's like complicated, but really understandable crafting system, managing durability and quality and, you know, offsetting modes and you have stuff you can do. You know, it's a lot of calculating, it's maths. There's like a yeah. whole app that exists called Team Craft where you can put in what you want to craft, what your level is and stuff, and it will tell you the best order in which yeah. to do the skills and stuff to get the best result. But if that's your thing, they have that. And then the obvious, the combat stuff. And in combat, yeah, you can do your duties and like the standard stuff or the savage content, which is obviously those are your raiders and things, which I'm not quite there yet. I don't think I'm good enough for that yet, but I'm working on it. What I will say though, is there is PVP. PVP exists. There are three different kinds, but there is one in your daily, in your daily roulettes. So the roulette system is it refreshes every day and you will get like bonus XP or bonus skill, which is the in-game currency or bonus other things yeah. for running that content every day. And all of it is, it's roulettes, so you're obviously, you're not going to know what specific content you're going to get. You won't know what dungeon, what trial, what raid it's going to be until it loads. Um, and obviously, unless you go in with a pre-made party, you're going to be matched up with randoms as well. Uh, so there could be that could be mentors or like really experienced players, or you could be matched up with sprouts, like brand new players. It's great. I genuinely love the roulette system. Frontline is on the roulette there. Frontline is a 72 man split three ways battle. Oh, fuck yeah. And my god, is it awful. <laughs> and it's such a necessary evil if you're leveling. Now, you may have gathered I have having 13 out of 16 combat jobs max level. I have been leveling quite consistently for months yeah. now. I am working on getting everything to 90, which means that I do have to run frontline every day Ugh. if I want the best rewards. Some days I don't because I just can't face it, but it is literally just, I find it really soul destroying. <laughs> it's not a great system. It genuinely does match people who are doing it like almost, you know, that care about, because there's a series ranking system within PvP. So there are yeah. people who really give a shit and then there are people who do not. <laughs> because everybody gets the same XP from it. And I think that's the problem. I think that is the problem with Frontlines is there are the people there who are entirely casual. I am, I am the problem, by the way. I am part of that problem. <laughs> <laughs> if I can see that it's going badly for my team, I will just mentally down tools. Like, I'm done. But obviously it's really shit if you actually give a shit and half of the people are just not really putting the effort in. Sometimes you can get matched up with a group that literally moves like a hive. Like they move <laughs> as one and it's great because you you just win. Because the whole point, the best, the best way to win in PvP is for all 36 of you to move like a single unit and just power through everybody. Yeah. If your team starts splitting, that's it. You're fucked. But yeah, it's just, it's, it's, I personally don't think it's very fun, but I also think there has to be a better way. 
of you know pulling together people who actually want to play it that's the only place i've seen toxic behavior it sounds a lot like the thing in warcraft the big team based battlefield it does seem to bring out the worst in people whereas outside normal mamopakas people a bit more like willing to like communicate and interact with each other and just have a good time yeah like you get a you get an awful lot of like if you join a trial or a raid or something that you'll get people who are like oh it's my first time here and you're like cool that's fine like shout if you want us to give you any hints or tips but otherwise you know the majority of us had to learn without being told what to do so we'll leave you to work it out for yourself if you like yeah (laughs) But PvP is the only place where I see a lot of people shouting in the chat. People get really like, oh, well, look, you've just let us lose now or whatever. When it's like, my dude, the XP gain is essentially the same whether I win or not. Like, I just don't care (laughs) enough. (laughs) um, I've heard that they do a different kind, which is like five on five, which is more like catch the flag. All right. Which is apparently is actually quite fun. Because that was the other thing as well, is that PvP... So the way they tried to help with some of that is you can enter with a maximum of four in a pre-made party. So you can't do a pre-made party of 36 people, because I think it's kind of deemed unfair. Yeah. yeah. Because if 36 people were on a group chat together, like on a voice chat and directing, versus, you know, having to do it in-game, but with randoms. I don't know. It's the only place where I've seen, like, really shitty behaviour, and I often find i can't be asked and i don't know i just think killing well they class it as knockouts not kills but knocking out other team members other people sorry just doesn't appeal it's not why i'm playing this game if i wanted to do that i'd play i don't know fortnite or something i guess it doesn't fit the like gameplay loop of an mmo the whole thing is you you do quests you grind there's a nice repetitious feel to an mmo you're doing a lot of very similar things but you're getting a nice hit off it and the battle royale approach it's just too cutthroat and competitive and i've never seen a battle royale style game that's had a healthy community basically it just brings out the worst in everybody it's just definitely a bad choice for a game like final fantasy 14 i think like i don't think they're taking it out at this point i do it because i need to but i tell you what when my last six jobs are at max level i will not look at frontline again until they make until they make the cap 100 and then and then i have to start leveling again oh yeah yeah when they raise the level cap fuck (laughs) um but yeah because with every expansion they raise the level cap so that's kind of that would fall into just one of my only other criticisms i think that i can think of quite clear is um with the level cap comes item level cap as well so like my level 50 ninja i think at the moment no bard is wearing gear that has an item level average of 100 my warrior which is my main class that with the new patch that came out like a week and a half ago came all the new gear set and the new item level cap so my warrior is geared out um is the one that i focus on first of getting all my max level gear the item level is 610 (laughs) so if you go back and do older content um and there is stuff you can do you can obviously set to do minimum item level so it puts everyone at what the original item level would be and stuff like that but like the difference is super noticeable you just don't get hit as hard in older stuff and you hit harder it's really weird like so the a lot of the level 50 and below stuff if you're max level and you're geared out then it's like you just really notice that this stuff doesn't feel like a challenge at all and i'm sure some of that is just like my quality as a player 
has improved alongside. Yeah. But definitely it makes that content like seem even easier than it used to. And I mean, for new players and stuff, they're still going to go through, they're still going to have shit item level. And, you know, <laughs> they don't have, they're not like gillionaires like I am, um, who, you know, can just <laughs> afford to buy the new the new gear sets and stuff and you know like they're not going to yeah. be maxed out so they're going to feel it more anyway and that's fine but yeah there is definitely like a i think they should force you to go down on item level more than they do probably because the content gets a bit easy and repetitive like i just have a thing i hate running anything below like level 60 now maybe because yeah. it's just really boring <laughs> It kind of cuts you off from a bunch of content if some certain content is just dull or just too easy to play. You're not getting any benefit out of it. And like that's the whole point of that the roulette system anyway is because like that always happens to a degree anyway, right? The higher level you get, the easier the older stuff seems because yeah. they are making the combat more and more difficult. They're also bringing out some new stuff with like the next patch of like constant dungeons. I can't remember what they're calling it, but it's like you'll go into a dungeon it's a little bit like um hades and those kind of games in that it's just going to be randomly generated ah like, that's kind of cool what you get They're, they have some of that already but the new one is going to be like quite difficult apparently like they're switching off the ability to res and things like yeah. that so <laughs> that's going to be like a really big deal and people are really looking forward to that. Final Fantasy XIV, it's like going from strength to strength. It's growing in popularity like every day, basically. Uh, it's pretty safe to say like the future's bright. But is there anything in particular that you're excited about or hoping to see in the future of Final Fantasy XIV? So I have, well, I have, I have wishes and I have, in terms of the story and stuff, I genuinely just, I can't picture where it's going. And I like that. Yeah. I think... What they're doing currently does feel a little bit like filler and that's fine. But I am looking forward to what they're going to do with something where, like, I can't imagine for players who've played this for nine years, what it must be like spending nine years in, you know, Heidelin's Zodiac story to then be like, and that's that. <laughs> it's going to be something completely new. I think that's really exciting. But like... I'm looking forward to seeing what the new jobs are going to be because with every expansion comes two new jobs usually and I do think they're getting better at making one of the things I definitely think is in spite of the fact that there are 19 jobs that you can choose from although only eight when you're first starting a lot of them you then pick up along the way like they still all have like quite unique properties to them I think Final Fantasy 14 has been really good at that uh, making every job feel unique but like you look and you go you've got 19 how are you going to add another two that still feel unique i am looking forward to them fixing two of my most beloved jobs because i mentioned dragoon already dragoon is quite broken at the minute it's just not very it's just not as intuitive and fun to play as some of the new jobs they brought out especially reaper which shares a lot of the gear and stuff with Dragoon, so they're kind of spiritually similar, and it just feels really clunky. And then Astrologian is was my healer of choice, and they've just nerfed that to shit. Like, they've just kept changing yeah. it, and they have said that those are the two jobs they're focusing on for fixing, which is good, so then it means, like, I'm really looking forward to what that's gonna be. Because <laughs> um, I might actually want to start healing again, because I tell you what, I just don't admit it. I hate healing. I'm looking forward to actually getting to explore Island Sanctuary. So Island Sanctuary is new content they've actually just brought out um, with the patch from a week or so ago. It's essentially Animal Crossing, but Final Fantasy. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> like you have your own island, everyone gets their own island and they build stuff on it um, and you can put, you like catch, wait, uh, say it's like 
Animal Crossing. It's like Animal Crossing cross with like, I don't know, like a zoo tycoon or something like that. Like you can capture animals and things and I've not had the chance to properly have a go at that yet. I'm worried about how much time I'll spend on it if I do. So um, that's just kind of sat there for the moment, but obviously that's going to expand out. I'm definitely looking forward to what these new chaotic dungeons are going to be like. Randomly generated dungeons. Yes, please. That's pretty exciting, to be honest. Yeah. So Palace of the Dead is their current, like it's 200 floors. It's a bit randomly generated, but I think that's been there since A Realm Reborn. It's a bit old and tired. And they have one called Heaven on High, which followed. But I think both of them are kind of similar. And whilst they're still good fun, they're not, it's not just like set difficult dungeons that sound yeah. like they're gonna be chaotic as fuck <laughs> so i'm really looking forward to that for sure and honestly i don't know like maybe we plan to when 7.0 comes out which is the next major expansion <laughs> we can get me back and see if i actually became a pro raider by then um <laughs> i mean yeah I, I would i would like to do another discussion about this when more big content comes out and just like gauge how you feel about how it's changed it's it's always interesting to talk about yeah games that are constantly evolving yeah because like i said like i don't know if this is true of other mmos but when they evolve it they evolve the old content as well which i've been really impressed by they wouldn't necessarily have to although in some respects you know the number of new players they're getting all the time probably makes it necessary to keep the old stuff interesting and good like as good as it can be yeah but yeah i'm interested to see what changes are going to come They've also started doing a lot more of, they changed one trial, I think it was, which was eight man content. They've put that down to a solo duty now, which I'll, I mean, I'll get to play it if I do new game plus or whatever, like I can go and just do it. But you know, for new players, that's just how that's gonna be now. <laughs> and I think all of that stuff is kind of really cool. So yeah, no, I, that's kind of my main things. I do have one, so I mentioned a wish and you know what? If Yoshi P happened to listen to this and wanted to take it, please do. It is yours. Take it as <laughs> <laughs> it is my most wanted thing right now. So there is a limited job in the game called Blue Mage. Blue Mage is just stupid. Um, <laughs> you can't do content with it unless you're doing it with pre-made parties with other Blue Mages and stuff. The Blue Mage essentially is a limited job. It learns other creatures spells or other creatures' attacks. It's just mm. dumb fun. It is dumb fun. It's really broken, which is why you can't do it with like in actual parties because it's really hard to scale it up and down. Because like when I talk about it learns spells, it learns like the boss's spells, the boss's attacks and stuff. <laughs> so you can go into something, hit this one button and just nuke them all. They're gone. <laughs> like it's really broken and really fun. I had an idea for another limited job. So in Dungeons and Dragons, one of my other most favorite games to play. I play a druid. Druid has always been my favorite class. I love wild shaping and I would really like them to introduce a druid of sorts. It can be a limited job. It doesn't have to be a real job, but I would love to be able to go around Eorzea and learn to wild shape as all of the random shit out there <laughs> and like get their random skills and things. I can't imagine what purpose it would serve, but then I barely know, understand what purpose Blue Mage serves, other than learning the spells and being able to nuke an entire fate. <laughs> so I would love if they brought a new limited job in because Blue Mage is a really fun thing to do on the side, going learning spells. Like there's an entire spell book. I think I've got about 30% of the spells 
So I would like that. That would be really nice. That does. That would sound cool, to be honest. I, I like the sound of Blue Mage as well. It just sounds like absolute carnage. Oh, it really is. It's just... It's so powerful and stupid. <laughs> and there's so little use for it. <laughs> Anything aside from Blue Maging. <laughs> because, like, you, like I say, you can't do duties with it. Like, you can't main it. Um, or anything like that. It's so weird. But no, it is good fun. Yeah, that's kind of... That's my main... I really hope that when the new expansion comes out that I'm still playing it and I'm able to talk about it. I don't think I do play it as much. I know I've gone through a period of months where it's the only thing I've played. And some of that has been, you know... We talk about what does this game give me it, uh, from a mental health perspective. I think it's been a really good thing to put my energy into. Because I can be quite prone to you know, being anxious and overthinking and worrying. And I have, I do have just quite a stressful job. So it's really nice to switch off from that and be able to play this for a couple of hours, whether it's with friends, whether it's with my partner or even solo. Like I just, it's given me something to do. But the nice thing is that I'm reaching a point where like, I think I'm getting a balance now because gasp i've been playing other games again <laughs> so that's a shock i think like i'm starting to find that balance and it would be nice i think this is just part of my life now certainly in the current and near future like i can't see it being a thing that i put down anytime soon and the fact that there's still a lot of work being put into it like it's not a game that's slowing down it's not a game that they're putting to bed yeah it's not going anywhere like they're still very actively working on it and bringing new stuff out out, and it's still a really exciting community to be a part of even a year later so yeah we'll see we'll see when 7.0 comes out i guess <laughs> yeah we can compare the length of the episodes <laughs> how much you've got to say next time around <laughs> yeah i'm sorry but like no i don't everyone we've all got a game like this where we could just talk for a long time and i don't want to try and fence you in i'd rather you just get to talk about something you're really passionate about because there's been a lot of times on this podcast where we've had to cover something that we're not particularly into and so any opportunity to talk about something we're really passionate about and excited about is something worth doing and we never really got to do that on the, the final fantasy 14 episode so it's nice to have this opportunity to do it now it is it is and like i know i've talked about it almost every <laughs> month since a little bit but being able to kind of really deep dive into some of my niggles and also though just how much i have got from it and how much it has meant to me I think it has fundamentally changed me as a gamer. Remember when I was very anti open world? Yes, like most of year one, very <laughs> much just all of any time an open world game got mentioned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like I'm willing to try them now. Yeah. Because of this game. And I'd never really played JRPGs at all before this. And now I am, we have Nia and Persona 5 and, you know, other Final Fantasy games. I've learned that the, the makers of JRPGs have such a distinct personality and sense of weirdness about them that actually really jives with my own. <laughs> yeah. And I would have never had that if I hadn't had this. Like, I just thought this was the kind of thing that wasn't for me. And I think like it's really broadened my horizons for the mostly positive. I know, like, Probably my parents would be horrified if they learned I'd spent 1,500 hours in a year on this game. <laughs> um, <laughs> in fact, quite a few people probably would be. But yeah, I've just, I've learned a lot and it's really 
pushed me out of my comfort zone in in terms of being a gamer and just also I think like a person like in the community so I run intro to D&D sessions now for the FC so for people who've like never played D&D before I'm like running an intro to D&D series that's really nice that so because it's meeting other nerds right (laughs) yeah meeting your people and learning from them and also having them learn from you it's really cool i know from personal experience you're a very good guide into that world because it can be very overwhelming and any players of final fantasy 14 they seem like a really good target audience for to get into D&D. it's like a it's kind of a lateral move almost yes the only difference is is using your imagination rather than set hot bar skills you know yeah but yeah no i I, i'm looking forward to re-reviewing this in 18 months when 7.0 is out and we'll see and just thank you like i know that it sounds silly and it's our podcast and we get to do what we like but thank you for giving me an open space to really wax lyrical not just like my five minutes where i am always conscious if i don't want to talk too much and especially because week month on month i'd be saying oh this game is still like one of my favorite things in existence yeah you don't get a chance to really say why that's the thing in five minutes you can't say much and it's just it's just it's just really nice which is this game i just think this game is just very nice and like if other people want to come play it with me please do (laughs) um yes please do yeah it's it's really good fun So yeah, um, that's us done with Final Fantasy XIV, for now, anyway. Uh, it's been really cool to talk at length about this review. Like I know, like you've said, you haven't had a chance to really get into it, so it's been really nice to be able to offer that and be a part of it. It's really been really nice listening to it, so um, thank you for joining me. I don't know why I'm saying thank you for joining me. That's, <laughs> that's something I should say to the audience. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> even I hope you've enjoyed this. Um, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at oneuppod. That's one U-P-P odd. You can follow me on Twitter at truly underscore defective. And you can find Bash at... Bash at Demonhead on things. Thank you again for joining us. And don't forget to get a life and play video games. Play Final Fantasy XIV! And Final Fantasy XIV specifically. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha